Hi, everyone. Welcome to football or soccer, whatever you call it. I am your co-host, Book Wynn, with the Rose City Review, and I'm with my co-host, Melina Gaspar. Hi, everybody. Hi, Fook. Hi, Melina. Hope you're doing well. I just actually got home from training, so uh, definitely uh, good vibes, uh, especially after a week one win. So let's kind of uh, get straight to, into the chase a little bit, Melina. Um, what were your thoughts on the game? Obviously, it was a good, really good result, uh, 4-0, um, especially with the league kind of having mostly close matchups for the rest of the game. So I felt like this was definitely a good sign for Portland. I know a lot of media outlets, especially outside of Portland, have not been as high on the team. So what were your just your general thoughts on the game? I think it was a great beginning for this champion team because you always want to start strong. You know, I thought that the Thorns were going to win, but not for such a wide margin. I thought it was going to be a 2-0. You said, I think, 3-0. I don't remember, but I never thought it was going to be four. <laughs> yeah, I I think I predicted 3-1. I just, you know, they have Marta, so I, I thought Marta might find like a, a glimpse, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, no, 4-0 was definitely a good start because I feel like every other game, Melina, correct me if I'm wrong, was a kind of like a one-goal gap, right? Like either mm-hmm. a tie or a one-goal gap. So um, just the way they started was really good vibes, you know? Um, it's really good to bunch of season like that especially for mike you know current congratulations to coach mike on mm-hmm. picking up your first win um you know that's always special especially doing it at home so but yeah let's talk about a few topics melina from the game so um but yeah with uh, janine becky's injury obviously we're hoping she heals fast and uh, she's doing well mike norris decided to insert hina sujita at right winger um i think melina it's it's I want your opinion on this, obviously, but I am curious, like, do you think she, when you watched the game, I felt like she wasn't really, quote unquote, a, tr- a traditional winger. I thought she was more of a hybrid winger slash midfielder. What were your thoughts on Hina's performance at right winger? I think everything that Hina does, she does with this style. Yeah, she appeared there uh, in some parts of the game. But since she's so talented and so creative, I think Mike Norris have um, I have told her that she can like move a little bit more freely than she did last year. And so yeah, and and we could see how well that that went. Yeah, I appreciate your thoughts on that because I when I was when I was watching the game, I think the biggest thing I noticed is she had the freedom to roam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she dropped down to midfield a lot. Sometimes she dropped down close to Sam Coffey at certain points. Uh, and then a lot of points, she was also next to Sophia or next to Morgan Weaver. Um, but that's what I like about the role, because I feel like Mike knows that he has a traditional winger in Morgan Weaver. He has a traditional mm-hmm. nine in Sophia Smith. And then he has Hina, who's kind of like the one of the most technical players on the team. So I, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised when she she makes she can play almost any position, Melina. I feel like, right? Am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if keeper because she's kind of like not tall, but I think uh, I would, uh, yeah, I it would be a nice experiment. <laughs> exactly. I don't think I would put it uh, past her. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, no, that was a really good side. I really enjoyed watching her play that kind of that hybrid role, um, and I'm excited to watch her kind of continue that role moving forward. 
and then uh, obviously the big news was Crystal Dunn and Christine Sinclair were would both start. Unfortunately, uh, that means Rocky would have to uh, sit on the bench um, for most of the game. Um, so, Molina, what was your thoughts on that? Because I know, um, you know, you and I are both obviously big Rocky uh, fans at the in midfield. So, um, what was your initial thoughts when you found out the lineup? I expected to see Sinclair as a starter yeah. because, well, one, it was the start of the season and she's the captain. Uh, and second, because we were talking about Orlando and with all due respect, I wish them the best. They were like uh, very weak compared to, to Portland. Uh, history said that they won every single game they played in the home openers against Orlando. Mm-hmm. So I know that we don't have to trust always in the stats because that can change. But still, yeah. compared to what uh, we saw from from Orlando last year, Portland mm-hmm. beat them 6-0. So it was a, I think it, it was a game that was meant uh, for Sinki to to start. Yeah. And it was nice to see Crystal Dunn uh, as it started. I, that was a surprise for me. I thought Mike was going to be a little bit more conservative and give Rocky the start. Um, but I think that's the problem when you have such a stacked team and mm-hmm. it's a nice problem, but at the same time, I think Rocky, of course, uh, deserves a, a starting position, but sometimes mm-hmm. that's not possible. We'll have to wait and see, like we were talking, uh, before in a recording, <laughs> um, if against, uh, like stronger teams, uh, mm-hmm. things get the start. Or like my theory was uh, what Rian Wilkinson did last year, put mm-hmm. uh, Sink one of the halves and then Rocky or Don in the second half. So we will mm-hmm. have to wait and see. But I know that's also, it could be like that. It, that could be the plan. But also the coach bases uh, his uh, startings, starting 11s based on what the player uh, does during the week. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, we have to wait and see. Yeah, I yeah, I think the biggest thing is when I looked at the analytics you uh you wrote for the preview piece, uh I really enjoyed it just because it kind of makes you rethink a lot of things um that you might have saw that didn't make sense or that you saw that might have been too biased, you know? Um so for me it was great to read your piece, Melina. I appreciate you sharing those analytics. Uh and honestly, like uh just your depth of knowledge in that is really helpful for me to learn more about the game as well. Um, so yeah, no, when I read that piece, I realized, uh, your course, you're welcome. Um, and I realized that I was like, yeah, after reading these analytics, I know coach Norris is a big analytical guy mm-hmm. and I'm assuming he has the like, same analytics you're using right now or probably more, but, and I'm just like, okay, he's going to start her. And then I, assu- I thought it was Rocky too, uh, to be honest with you, but I like the crystal sinclair more just because mm-hmm. crystal is i think if you saw like i think we saw it she's one of the best pressing midfielders in the league by far just the yeah. intensity she puts on every single player she she forced a bunch of turnovers she forced um them to play like speed up their play and i don't think orlando like you said is built to play like that right now orlando's gonna be very direct this year they're not gonna be unfortunately not gonna be very successful they're in a full rebuild for a reason you know but i do like their new VP slash GM, Haley Carter. And I really mm-hmm. like Seb. So I think this team is going to be very good in the next few years, you know, especially with Marta, um, you know, being a leader and 
you know, helping this, the young players out, you know, there's, they have so many young players. I'm like, dude, like some of these players are going to be like really taken off in the next few years. So, um, you know, I think pride fans can be a little patient and realize where they're at, but you know, it was an exciting game. I really liked what Sinclair brought. She brought a good pressing intensity. Um, and those defensive stats that you showed of her last year really showed up in this game. Um, she had a lot of good uh, interceptions, turnovers, you know, caused some turnovers. And she played a lot of great passes, you know what I mean? Especially that assist to Sophia where she mm-hmm. hit Sophia in stride, you know? Like, those are the type of passes you want to see from Sinky more. That's why, like, I love when Sinky's more involved when she, you know, is playing the whole pitch, right? Like, that's kind of the best part when I notice about her play. So, um, but yeah, it was a really good performance. I re- was really happy with uh, Crystal. I think Crystal... You, I think, you know, if she, uh, you know, I think she's fully fit. She's ready to go. She, she might, she should probably be starting almost every game. Uh, I don't like just the way it is. I think she pairs up with Rocky really well. I think she pairs up with Sinky really well. So I think uh, maybe, like you said, they might go to timeshare and we'll have to see uh, with these games coming up. So, um, and then Melina, let's talk about the back line a little bit. Uh, obviously they didn't have as much to do. Um but what were your thoughts, general thoughts on the back line? Yeah, like you said, they didn't have much to do. Um, but Bella, I think she did pretty well. I think she had, yeah, because Orlando didn't have many shots on goal. I think they were very few, but still, uh, like they always say, that's uh, when keepers have to be uh, very focused because they don't know when a ball is going to come and... And Bella answered pretty well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though Orlando didn't show much offensively, they did have some chances. For example, you were talking about Marta, but let's remember that they have another Brazilian in the team, that is Adriana. And mm-hmm. she created four chances in this game. I think that's a nice number. Sink and Klingenberg created the same amount of chances. Yeah. So we can see that if we give Orlando a bit more time uh, and with the passing of the games, they will improve. Um, but yeah, I think the back line did pretty well. And Natu was very good with recoveries. Was it 19 recoveries? I think so. I had to count that like three times because I couldn't oh believe gosh. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't I don't believe think I'm surprised. it. Yeah. Are you surprised though? Because I feel like Natu has been one of the best right, you know, right backs in the league for the past, you know, uh, two years now. She's she just does everything she's supposed to. You know what I mean? She plays with this high motor all, at all times, you know, and mm-hmm. and I think her passing is really underrated too. Like uh, there's that sequence of play where you know Sophia got fouled, obviously, and Natu picks up the ball and she just slots a great ball in. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And those are the type of things she's been doing, you know what I mean? And for me, it's I was really happy she scored last year. I think she's going to end up scoring a few goals this year just because of uh, her versatility. You know, she can play a little bit midfield, even if she's, quote-unquote, a right back, you know? So I was really happy with the back line. I thought Hubley uh, dealt with a lot of really good uh, clearances really well. Uh, Becky looked like Becky, honestly. Like, she, didn't, she just directed uh, traffic really well, made sure her back line was organized. And then, you know, Kling... I honestly think she gets better with crossing as we go on. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought she played a lot of great corners in, a lot of great set pieces in. Um, and I just thought the possession that she was holding really helped, you know, she just played a lot of simple passes, you know what I mean? And that just helped the Thorns get, just keep going. Uh, and then you have Bella, who's honestly like as good as they come, right? So I think she got called on to make a few big saves and she answered the call every time. So I was really happy about that. Um, but yeah, Malia, do you have any other stats or thoughts on the game that you want to share? No, I was just remembering since you brought up Natu, um, she scored against uh, Orlando last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, man, I, when I was re-watching the goals yeah. for, for that article you mentioned, yeah, man, their defense was like non-existent at all because they let Natu do whatever she wanted. Yep. In that, that goal was like, can someone please cover cover her because yeah. it was like uh, the players were just there standing Orlando players so that's that's why I think they did better this game um mm-hmm. but of course they need they need to to grow uh more and yeah, sure. now stats um I think there is just one the mm-hmm. you mentioned Becky and she was uh, along with Tierna Davidson Two center backs that they are in the second place oh, in passes, in passes with 62. They attempted 62, but they completed less than that. Emily Madril from Orlando is the mm-hmm. one that attempted 63. So oh, between wow. those two, yeah, Emily Madril was very, very busy this game. And uh, we know she was like the number one pick for Orlando. And yeah, yeah I'm excited to see uh, her playing the next games. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, I think her growth is only going to get uh, higher from here. And all these game experience, especially against Sophia Smith and Morgan Weaver, you have Hina's probably, you know, um, these front lines are going to help her develop really quick. So um, looking forward to her development as well. And then the stat that I saw on your Twitter, Melina from Opta, was Sam Coffey completed 46 of 50 passes. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I'm not surprised because we know, you know, I see in training how good she is. I see in games you know how good she is you see in games how good she is um it's just one of those things where i'm just like this is like you know in in american football there's a thing called you know a quarterback you know uh, the most Mm -hmm. important position for that sport and she brings that up all the time where she's like hey you know like my job is to quarterback this you know what i mean and i love that because i feel like she's an elite quarterback you know she does everything she's supposed to defensively offensively passing dribbling and how many times did we just see our midfield spin out? You know, we saw Hina get out of a double team. <laughs> we saw Sam spin around defenders consistently. Um, it was like the midfield. I feel like if you play midfield for Portland, you have to be able to elude pressure, uh, find passes, you know what I mean? Um, and just have good vision, you know what I mean? And and defend, obviously. But I felt like everyone did that. And then just, just what what are your thoughts on her not making the national team? I just feel like, Making her wait until 2027 doesn't make any sense. I think this is not a shot at any other player. I just think she's the best available player that can do everything, right? Whether that be defending or just kind of dictating the play of the game, right? With her passing, with her dribbling, eluding pressure. Because that's literally what the what they're missing right now, in my opinion. But yeah, do you have any thoughts on that, Melina? Yeah, I think it's unfair for Sam to be left out. 
I really didn't expect that. I think I thought she was going to make it and be at least um, not a starter, but at least in the bench available to play or yeah. in the worst um, in the worst scenario to be yeah. one of the three players. You know that when someone gets injured and can play, they mm-hmm. get into the list. Um, I didn't expect for Blatko to leave her aside. Uh, left her aside. But the only reason I can think of why Blacko would do something like that is because maybe she doesn't have many games mm-hmm. with the national team. That's the only possible thing I can think about or I can think of why Blacko yeah. would, would do something like that. Because we have seen it with, well, for example, there is this forward in Liga Mekis Femenil in Mexico. Uh, yeah. She's a champion with Tigres. She was a mm-hmm. Golden Boot winner last season and Blatko won't call her and it's because yeah. she doesn't have like experience with the senior national team she has yeah. I'm talking about me official um mm-hmm. she played with the U23s and U20s mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. but the senior national team no she doesn't have experience with that so it's understandable yeah. that Blatko won't call her and for more so if we're talking about the World Cup. Uh, but I yeah. think Sam has proven, at least at the club level, that she can play with the greatest. I mean, she's playing with Dan, she's playing with Sinclair, she's playing with Sofia, mm-hmm. and and she's doing her, her job pretty well. And yep. and I think she deserved uh, at least uh, a shot. But, well, um, sadly, um, she will have to be part of the process for the 2027. But... Let's hope at least uh, Vladko can keep her, keep her calling, <laughs> calling her, and mm-hmm. she can go at least to the Olympics. Yeah, and then the last thing I, I kind of want to talk about is in the NWSL news, Melina, is Julie Ertz seems like she's going to be making that roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously that impacts Sam, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and then, but, you know, obviously Ertz is a great player. She has a big name recognition. Um, and she's going to be... Back with the NWSL team, I'm assuming she's going to be in California. Um, uh, so it's going to most likely, you know, in my opinion, it's going to be Angel FC or she's going to be San Diego. Okay. I would like to see her with Angel FC because I think they need another midfielder. Uh, and I think Julie Ertz would help them big time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, what's your thoughts on Julie Ertz coming back to the league? Obviously, I think it's great news. Uh, I would like to see her with Angel FC just to make, you know, another team competitive. Um, and, you know, obviously we'll talk about Alyssa Thompson uh, once she plays us a little bit more but it, there's a lot of uh, exciting moments you know like congratulations to her on her first goal but yeah what's your thoughts on Julie Ertz coming back to league for me it was a surprise because I know that every single U.S. Women's National Team fan was calling for her was screaming for her but I didn't think she was going to come back at least for the World Cup um, because in the case for example of Alex Morgan she mm-hmm. used to post videos and, I don't know, uh, photos of whatever about her training and getting ready for, you know, mm-hmm. the Olympics and stuff. But in the case of Julie, I, I really don't follow her on social media. But for those kind of players, you see those videos or photos everywhere because fans mm-hmm. uh, repost them in their um, own accounts. And mm-hmm. so I didn't see anything from her that she wanted to go back, you know, to a national team. So I thought, okay, Julie won't play this World Cup, but now Black is calling her. And it's understandably uh, unders- uh, understandably so, yeah. because 
when she was uh, active, she was the best. Number six. Yeah. And, and I think there is no debate there. Um, yeah. We will have to see how how is she doing now, right? That yeah. would be nice to see how she's doing now because we have so many exciting players now. And, you know, Lina Oberdorf, mm -hmm. I, I really love the German national team. And I think, uh, leaving Julia aside, she's the best number six nowadays. And so let's see if Julie can top her. Yeah. Oh, well, then, Melina, I forgot one last Thorns question that we'll transition over to Timbers. Is uh, what did you think of Izzy Dequila? Uh, obviously, she was our 12th pick overall in the first round. Um, there's been a lot of like great things being said about her. Uh, what did you see? I know it was limited, but uh, what did you see in the first game? Yeah, like you said, it's limited, uh, but I think she did well uh, to be her first game, and she didn't like, you know, sometimes when a when a coach uh, makes a, a change in the lineup during the game, you can see a, a very noticeable difference in the in the way the team is playing. Mm -hmm. Well, we couldn't see that in this in this game. Like she just yeah. was ready, ready to go, and and. She was like attuned with everybody on the field, so that was yeah. a nice thing to see. Yeah, no, I, uh, I definitely agree. Uh, I think it's one of those things where she's she's she was already really good in preseason. She's gonna be good in the regular season, and I would not be surprised if she scored a bunch of goals this year. Um, I hope so. so. That's, that's exciting. Uh, and then Melina, we have this game coming up. Obviously, it's a rematch of the finals. Uh, it's a really early game. I know you're you're probably happy because it's a little earlier for you, <laughs> but it's uh, I think it's a nine twenty a.m. tip off or kickoff. Um, mm -hmm. They changed it. Yeah, yeah. They changed they changed the. Oh yeah, so it's gonna be really early. Um, what's your preview on this game with the Kansas City? Obviously, Kansas City is not healthy. They're a little shorthanded, but I feel like that's you know, of course, it's like it's a valid thing to say. But I feel like Portland needs to come out same aggression that they had this past game. And I felt like they, when we played in Kansas City last year, I felt like the Thorns dominated that game for the most part. And they were really unlucky to concede that last goal. I think it was a deflection goal for Haley Mace. You know, I, I would like to see them come out in the front foot, uh, press hard again like they did in the early game against Orlando. Maybe not as much just because I feel like Kansas City will be able to have the ball. But I don't think that back line is good enough to, to contain Sophia Smith for 90 minutes. So, uh, you know, I was, I, I'm assuming Portland's going to win. I That's why I think just because of that back line uh, and them just not having their midfield pieces is not going to be helpful. Um, and I, my gut feeling is Rocky starts this one um, and Portland's going to dominate through the midfield like they like typically do. I think that's a recipe for making things happen. Uh, and I think Portland's going to find a way to score probably two or three goals. Uh, and I do think we we will probably concede um, just because they do have some forward talent, you know, with Michelle Cooper, obviously, uh, the big name. So uh, what, what's your thoughts on the game? What are what are matchups you're looking at or what main thing? What are the keys to victory, you think? Yeah, I will last season. And I don't think Kansas is going to win this game, uh, mostly because we have seen last season that they couldn't do much in a final. So now that they are just starting, I don't think there is like a big chance for them to win. Mm -hmm. Like also you said, they have a bunch of players. They look like the Timbers. They have like nine players out. Uh, yeah. Uh, or, or like a questionable, you know? Yeah. Which is a shame, really. I'm not 
happy for that, of course, because, for example, they signed uh, Samuels, she got injured. They signed Lynn Williams last season, she got injured. Now they signed Dabinia, she's injured. It's like a very bad luck for them. Yeah. Even though, despite that, last season they f they found a way to win and mm -hmm. go to the final. So even yeah. though if they lose this game, I think we don't have to, of course, uh, think that Kansas won't do anything good this season because they have proof um, exactly. they can do yeah. lots of things. I think the, the thing that play against them, the, the game they played last uh, week, was the fact that the midfield and the forwards didn't connect pretty well. You know that for yes, them. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lola Bonta is very, very important for them for the build-up of the game, and she wasn't that connected to the game. A curious thing about Lola Bonta is that she's one of the most foul players in the yeah. in the league. So um, she attracts players, and and she can be kind of tricky sometimes. Yeah. And and yeah, they they will have to be wary of her. I think it, it's going to be a good game because they're going to play away from home. So Kansas will will want to to get at least one point at home mm -hmm. and even more so after uh, losing last game. Yeah. And Sofia, yeah, there is. I think there is no one that can contain her, at least for 19 minutes, because... Well, in the in the article I wrote for Rosie Review, the latest, I wrote down what I call the Smith special, and it's this <laughs> call that uh, where she feigns like she's going to go right and then ends up uh, going left, and then yep. finishing. And I saw that Orlando, uh, of course, studied Sofia, and they closed her down and didn't let her to do that goal, uh, to score in that way. But Sofia is very resourceful. So she can score pretty much from everywhere. Yeah, if Kansas doesn't let her score in the way she wants it, she she will find a way, or she will assist Weaver, or she will. Uh, Hina will be very very focused and will have a rebound or whatever. And yeah, I think Portland is going to win. I don't know, maybe two one. I think. Yeah, I would I would say two one too. I <laughs> think from my when I talked to Mike today at, uh, at training. He he knows what the identity of this team is. He wants them to be aggressive, come come on the front foot, mm -hmm. um, you know, come to every game and just kind of be the aggressor you know, of the two teams. It doesn't matter who it is, and it's it's almost it's almost identical to Rian, you know, because Rian wanted them to do the exact same thing, you know, press hard, win the ball back, get as many shots on goal as possible, and obviously the connection between Morgan Weaver and Sophia Smith keeps getting better. So that's why I'm excited. Um, to see this game, and I, like I said, I, I think this game is going to win, be one in the midfield, um, and uh, we'll see, we'll see uh, what happens on you know Saturday. But I, I do like the Thorns. I think the Thorns are playing them at a good time, so we'll see how it ends up. But uh, yeah, we both are predicting two one, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, <laughs> but Lena, let's talk about Timbers real quick. Uh, I think obviously it's been really really tough watching this team this year. They've they've had a, they've won once, they've got a tie. Uh, against the Galaxy over the weekend, and then they had three losses in between. You know what I mean? Um, so it's been tough to watch this team because I feel like this team has been always been okay not having the ball, not having possession. Their identity has always been the counter. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to punish them when they commit numbers forward, and we're going to take it on the counter. But they have not been able to get past the first line of defense a lot of the time, right? Mm -hmm. But so when I was, you know, at this last game against the Galaxy – the one thing I did see signs of life, Melina, in the last 15 minutes with uh, Tega Ikoba, he 
this player, when he comes on the field, for some reason, this team just plays with more energy. They play faster. They play more physical. Like he's like that really nice spark that for the team. And I really enjoy watching him play. Um, so I'm hope Gio has already said he's going to get more time. Uh, Gutierrez had a great game over the weekend too. Uh, I, I, he was on the top of the team for mo- a lot of stats. Uh, and then he was also, I think, sent in the most crosses, Molina. So it was a really good day for Gutierrez. Uh, I really enjoy watching him do his thing. Um, but Tega, I think that's the big takeaway for me. Uh, maybe I know Frank uh, Bully. Uh, he's in town and he might play this weekend against Dallas. But I think uh, from what I've seen so far, I, I would like to see more time for Tega, more time for Guti. And uh, obviously Coach Gio agrees with that. Uh, but yeah, no, the game... I'll be honest with you. The first 25 minutes, I felt like Galaxy, I think the Galaxy outshot us. It was very bad. It was like 75% of the shots went to Galaxy, 25% went to us. And then the, and then I think the possession numbers, Melina, was about 30, 70, which is really, really hard um, to look at. Yeah. But uh, one thing I'll say, though, is I thought the last 15 minutes, that's the blueprint they're going to win against our teams. That counterattack looked fresh. Um, the defense really did held, held up pretty well. I know they got a little lucky with the post, but Zach McGraw cleaned up really well. I thought Dario stepped up when he needed to. Claudio Bravo, I think he led the team with uh, in duels and tackles, I think. Uh, I'll have to double-check that. But, yeah, he had a great game. And then, um, obviously, Bonilla uh, filled in for uh, JDM as well. So uh, I was actually encouraged with that last game. They got the draw that they needed to. I you know, they could have won, especially in the last 15 minutes. But the Galaxy, uh, I think the, the Galaxy will feel they're unlucky not to win, Melina, to be honest with you. Um, but I do see some light coming out of the tunnel, which is exciting. But then that light was a little interesting. Um, obviously, we're not going to talk about this too much, Melina, about the goalkeeping situation. But, mm. um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting going forward. I think Gio has some blueprints he can, you know, look happy uh be happy about moving forward and he has some great you know options you know in forward now uh i thought you know even though he hasn't scored nathan's been really active you know he's been in really good spots uh as well you know and uh like i said i really do like the midfield you know without evander it's not as dynamic but eric's been doing a really good job as much as he can he's been having to defend way more than um than i thought he should have to you know and just letting him and then he's been playing a little bit more up especially like on the front line a little bit as well. So his, you know, I don't want him to see him next to Chara as much, Melina. I would rather see him more of an eight um, going up and down as much as possible, you know, like how Hina does for the Thorns, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I've noticed from the, from the past few games. What are your biggest takeaways? Obviously I know you cover the road games. I cover the home games, but yeah. What are your biggest takeaways? Obviously the football is not pretty, but what are some things that are positives and some things you would like to see them get improved as they go on? Yeah, I think it is what it is. <laughs> like we have to accept that the Timbers <laughs> won't play pretty in uh, some time. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe after after the middle of the year, this will change. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for them to get three points again. You know. This was a little bit positive because they got those three points the first game. Mm-hmm. And then they lost, lost, lost. And and this was the first point they got since that those three points. So I think that's a very 
very basic but very important for their their mentality, mentality. yeah, yeah mm -hmm. thank you their mentality and one of the highlights i would like to point out is rasmussen dressing up as a goalkeeper oh, in the last yeah. minute i love when those things happen it's always yeah. you know those little things that sometimes you remember and and mm -hmm. you say yeah i remember that in that yeah. very bad game rasmussen <laughs> dressed up as a goalkeeper because the teamers were out of changes and and yeah Slab at the end too, Melina. You got to hold the slab at the end. It was cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, exactly. And uh, one one thing I do want to say though is we we hope uh, David Bingham um, makes a recovery and uh, exactly. gets back on the pitch sooner rather than later as well. As he had a great game too, Melina. Um, you mm. know, he came up big. His position was solid throughout the game. Um, and I, you know, like I'm not gonna say why Geo does, you know, started him, but he Geo knows exactly what he's getting from David Bingham every game. Um, and that's what he's been showing. He had the he has two clean sheets and four starts this year, you know. And obviously, it does. Um, it's just unfortunate now that uh, the Timbers have to go without him for a little bit. You know what I mean? And it seems like Jazzy is going to be on the bench too um, for a little bit. And I think they're going to we're going to see our uh, Hunter Hunter play um, goalkeeper, and it's going to be interesting. Um, I think it's a so, nice, nice time for, for like, for example, Tiga uh, that you mentioned that she's like, this is spark on the team. And I agree. Yeah. And I think he's like taking uh, this opportunity because mm -hmm. when he scored his uh, first goal as a Timber, I remember listening to him and, and the press conference and, and saying that this was like a dream come true for her, for him. Yeah. Because he was in the academy and then with the T2s and now he's yeah. with the Timbers. Uh -huh. And so I think there is this is like a one-time opportunity for him. And, and he knows that with all those injured players, he now has to step step up and, and try to, to improve yeah. the team and, and prove Gio that yeah. he's ready to gain minutes when all the other injured players come back. And about mm -hmm. Bingham, when I watched uh, Jassy on goal, mm -hmm. I thought that Bingham was better comparing to him. I know he was injured and stuff, but and he was coming back from that. But still, I think Bingham has more quality uh, nowadays than than Jassy. And another thing you mentioned is uh, Eric Williamson, and I think mm -hmm. he's has been. I hope he doesn't get injured because he has been one of the best players. For Portland, and even though when mm -hmm. Portland is uh, looking very bad, he's doing things right. And, yep. and like you said, um, he, I don't like to see him doing defensive work, even though sometimes it is needed, or most of yeah. the times lately it is needed. But for exactly. example, in the last game, he uh, created three chances, and we know mm -hmm. that Portland is not doing much on the attack, so we need Eric to do those kind of things up front. Yeah. And it was too bad that Luria got injured too because yep. he was doing very good and in creating chances too and trying to cross the ball, you know. And even though he wasn't yep. successful, but at least he was trying something. And and you can yeah. notice a little bit of difference that on the field. Mm -hmm. No, I definitely agree. Um, so obviously they have this big game uh, on April first uh, this Saturday against FC Dallas. Um, Look, I think at the end of the day, uh, this team, I just want to see them improve. I don't, like, my biggest thing is I don't care for them if they play if they play good and they still lose. My whole thing is I just want to keep seeing that the last 15 minutes of that game, I want to see that come to fruition again. You know what I mean? 
Um, because mm-hmm. right now Portland's fourth. I mean, they're ninth uh, in the standings and the table um, with four points in five games. Obviously not enough, you know, and they're playing FC Dallas who has seven points in five games. So they got, they're going to have to figure out ways to keep pushing on the counter. Uh, I, I do think we're going to see that new uh, player, Frank Foley, uh, this weekend. Mm-hmm. So let's see if he gets some minutes. If he does, let's see what he does with them. Uh, I would like to see Tega and Gutierrez get big moments as well. Because I feel like the Timbers have something now where they're like, okay, we can put multiple forwards in who can press, who can win the ball back. And they won the ball back quite a bit in the last 15 minutes. And I want to see that more often, you know what I mean? And so I think, yeah, this is going to be a tough matchup. It's going to be really difficult to get a result, uh, you know. Um, but if we, if they're going to make a turn, they're going to, they're going to have to find ways to get results on the road, right? So that's what I like to see. I just want to see more urgency. I want to see more possession. I know that's not their style, but I would like to see, you know, instead of 30%, maybe closer to 40%, right? Um, and um, like I said, they had some chances to, you know, like Nias Goda had – a really good chance to score um, late in the game. And, you know, I feel like there's some of these chances that pop up against FC Dallas um, that we just need to capitalize on. Obviously FC Dallas is very talented. So I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for a draw, Um, you know, one, one um, would be great, but uh, I just think FC Dallas is playing at home. is just super tough to get a result. So uh, Melina, any thoughts on this matchup coming up? Um, yeah, I just hope that nobody else gets injured <laughs> that oh, first. Oh, yeah. I, like, I was watching, re-watching the end of the game, and uh, one of the commentators said, uh, Gio Sobres only has three players available on the bench. Oh, and that was yeah. true. I mean, three. Yeah. And, well, he already made some subs, but, uh, some changes, but still three players. Yeah. And so I hope nobody else gets injured and let's hope for the draw too. I think it will be a nice yeah. test for the Timbers away from home and uh, you know FC Dallas is not doing that well either. So maybe they can <laughs> they can get a point. Yeah. Uh that would be great. Um yeah, so Melina, let's kind of take the last few minutes just to kind of give more insight about us, you know? So uh you know, obviously, Melina, I joined Rose City Review around the same time you joined. I think we joined like late fall, uh, if I remember, maybe around November. And we mm-hmm. both started writing around June or February. So, uh, yeah, so I have a few pieces coming up. I'm really excited to get those out. Uh, I've have a interview, got a chance to interview a lot of players. I just want to thank the communications team. Um, they have been so wonderful in helping me um, do everything I wanted to this season so far. Uh, and they're, you know, they're, that group is just great people. And I just want to thank them real quick. Um, and then, yeah, I have a bunch of features coming out. Some of these are going to be two-parters um, just because, you know, the interviews went a little longer and I appreciate that from the players, especially. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then obviously Melina, I know you write for, we both write for Stumptown as well. So, um, but yeah, what, what are a few things you're going to be writing in the future? I know you, uh, you know, also write uh Liga MX stuff uh, as well. So just kind of let people know what you what you will be writing. Um you know I don't I don't have a schedule to be honest. <laughs> um because but I have to say about myself that I don't live in Portland and yep. so I live in Argentina. I'm kind of limited but thank goodness Zoom exists. 
So <laughs> yeah, I want to do at least one interview um, before the before April finishes. Yeah. So mm -hmm. when we are not in April yet, but that's my yeah. that's my deadline. Um, yeah. I'm just I'm just like to watch the games, you know, and we watch them and see who who does what and and try to highlight that. So. It's gonna be a surprise for Rose City <laughs> review uh, subscribers, um, and also, yeah. you know, uh, COVID is not over yet, but it hit me twice, and my brain is not the same since then. And so I have oh, to yeah. like, yeah, I used to be full of ideas, but since COVID is like, man, what I can write about? But I, I really love mm -hmm. the, I really love the thorns. I'm getting reacquainted with the timbers. And so um, I'm excited to get to know the Timbers as well, because I know the team has changed a lot since last time I really followed them. And since they have so many Spanish-speaking players, uh, maybe I can set up an interview with one or two of them and see um, who they are and the stories they have to tell. Because, you know, recently... You told people that I cover Liga Megis Femenile. Yes, I do. I do. I really enjoy that that league, and yeah. um, I like barely had the the opportunity to do interviews because the PR people, <laughs> you never know who they are. Really, it's not like in WSL yeah. that they give you a list and you can call them or email them. You know, it's more accessible. But in the case of Liga Megis Femenile, they are like ghosts. You never know who they are. And so the other day I was interviewing these two Spanish players and they were so kind and amazing and they, they had such wonderful stories to tell. And I really, I was yeah. thinking that I missed that, you know, and yeah. so mm -hmm. you're fortunate because you can talk with the players and even though you're talking with them 10 minutes and you know a lot, yeah. a lot about them and, and that gives yeah. you a lot of ideas and I want to encourage the people to to read your articles because they are written with a lot of heart and because you know a lot about football too. Uh, appreciate you, Melina. Uh, you know, uh, it's funny. I uh, we can tell the story real quick before we log off. But you you remember how we met, Melina? I really do not. Okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> because so, my you... brain forgets everything. <laughs> so you remember you wrote a feature on Megan Nally, correct? Yes. And I wanted to compliment you. I didn't know how. The only way I knew how was to DM you on Twitter. <laughs> um, so I DM'd you and you like were very thankful. You know, that's just who you are. You're just very grateful for everything. And honestly, I take that into every training I go to. I always think about how lucky I am, um, mm. you know, and you always, you know, like, I'm glad, you know, that we're friends now. Um, but uh, yeah, that's how, I, you know, we met. I thanked you for, um, for writing that piece on Megan Alley because I feel like you know there's a lot of players who go unnoticed who work so hard and just perform so well when they get get the chance and Megan Alley's one of them so shout out to you Megan for uh everything mm -hmm. you do and for that uh game-winning goal in preseason as well but yeah Melina that's how you and I met and then I think you saw that I started writing and that's how I got into a few other things you know um that you were doing like Stumptown and then I got you know then we got you into Roasted Review obviously so it's Thanks just like, you know, um, yeah, I'm just grateful for the community because I feel like the women's soccer writers especially have been really like willing to answer direct messages and ask, answer questions, things like that. So, um, but yeah, that's how you and I are friends now. Like you and I actually message quite a bit <laughs> during the week about 
just football in general. And uh, like I said, uh, it's great um, that we have this really, you know, that uh, we're going to keep doing these podcasts as much as we can and, uh, you know, share our love for the game. Uh, and the last question to you for you, when is your interview with me official? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because, uh, you know, Tigres is very uh, hard to, to reach. Yeah. So, for example, there is this very loved player at Club America. Uh-huh. She has played in Chicago. Maybe people know her. It's Sarah Lewert. And she's like, uh, I don't know, people just love her. She's yeah. like, uh, she has she has fans everywhere. So I was thinking about interviewing her and taking yeah. my chance when she went back to Chicago because she played uh, at America some some months. Then she went back yeah. to Chicago and then America decided to like buy her. And so she went back to Mexico. But I was I wanted to like interview her when she was in Chicago, but the months passed and I, I yeah. missed my chance because she's like uh, one of the top players at, at America. And I don't think they're going to let me interview her unless yeah. I'm Fox or ESP. Well, I think you're I think one you're like better. That. I think you're better. Um, but uh, yeah, no, if you if you all haven't got a chance to <laughs> see Melina's work. Uh, she also writes for a few other outlets, so check her out on Twitter. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's going to be at P-H-U-O-C-E-R-M-A-N, Bookerman. Uh, and then Melina, what's your handle on Twitter? It's Melina with an E at the end, Melina, mm-hmm. and O seven. I mean, uh, zero 07. Okay, perfect. So uh, feel free to follow us. If you have any questions you would like us to answer on the next podcast, let us know. But like, like I said, uh, lucky to have a co-host like Melina, obviously, uh, especially as a friend as well. And we'll, we'll see you next time. Let's hopefully we can get some results for both our clubs and go from there. But this is football or soccer, whatever you call it, with Bukwin and Melina Gaspar. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again soon. Bye.